Back to the Business of Fitness podcast. I'm Jason Kleep, and on today's episode, we are rocking it here at our NC Fit Campbell location with Gabe Giannis. Gabe, um, second time on the Business of Fitness podcast. Second time, return second, guest. Second time, best time, and we are um, we're doing a, you know this is a holiday episode, and so it's Christmas week. We're sitting here in the office, kind of reflecting on 2019, talking about what we're doing to, to 2020, and. Gabe and I were texting back and forth about different things that we could speak about and podcast about. And what's really important for me in, with this podcast and with our business is to always be authentic to what is going on in our business. And we are in the trenches just like every other business owner and every other coach and every other et cetera is. And so one of the things that Gabe brought up, well, what did you bring up? Well, first of all, we wanted to kind of take some time to you know, thank all our collective members. That's how the conversation started, right? right? Like we wanted to, you know, kind of reflect on 2019. It's been an awesome year for all the gym owners that we work with and how we've built the community. And there's been so much good chatter recently um, that I've really enjoyed reading in our private Facebook group, which is like really gym members collaborating and like everyone's doing like a different campaign for the end of the year and people really having good feedback and good conversations around there. Um, so it's just been a cool year to kind of see what we built with the collective in this community. And, you know, the, the one thing that I brought up that I think is a really important reminder is, you know, I manage the collective for us, for NC Fit, and I kind of see that as, you know, my baby, right? It's like my, my business per se, like I manage pretty much every part of it. Um, and, you know, things have been great and there's a lot of positive. And I feel like sometimes people slip into, you know, cruise control when things are going really well. Um, but I mean, me and you talk about this all the time. Like we're fired up about what we what can we do to be even better? What can we do to, you know, take it from where it is now, which is great. And, you know, make it three steps up from there. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good reminder, you know, like obviously when things aren't going well, you have to pivot and get out of there. But when things are, it's maybe just as important, if not more important to like, you know, really hit the gas. Yeah. I think you're, you're spot on. That's why I was so, that's why I definitely wanted to speak about today. So this is a twofold episode, right? Number one is expressing our gratitude. Cause I think it's really, really important to not only just in business, but in other areas of your life to be, to have gratitude towards things because it just changes your perspective on life. And we can talk about that, but also just this idea of just keeping the, keeping the throttle down and, it's easy to get complacent when your business is growing and when things are happening, but similar to construction. So we're in the Bay Area and construction has been cracking for like what, the last 10 years? I mean, dude, on every street corner, there's a crane. Contractors are hard to get at. And one of the things that we've learned with contractors, I'm going to use this as an analogy for business, is that we remodeled our Campbell location and, and created an office. And at the times we had different bids from different contractors. And a lot of these contractors wouldn't even call us back. They just acted too cool for school, right? They, they have business up the yin-yang. They're getting it all over the place. And, but everything happens in cycles, right? Specifically construction. And so now when the business starts to maybe, when construction as a whole starts to go down, it's these companies that still had great customer service that were still crushing it, even when times were good, but always relying on that, like taking it to the next level that are still going to sustain and do well. But the people who were kind of 
getting away with kind of sloppy work or not responding to things or creating bad habits because there was just this organic growth in the industry, they're going to be the ones that are going to suffer in the long run. And so I think that's a good analogy for our business is that the collective has done really well in 2019. It's a really great moment for us. But if we get comfortable, get complacent, that's when just as quickly as it came, it could go away. And I think there's like that, that healthy level of paranoia that you got to kind of tinker around with. Um, for a while, I used to be really, uh, there's this concept of like embracing the paranoia, right? And that paranoia brings with it this, this effort to improve. But then you could also go down this really bad path that like it could actually overtake you. But I think where we're at right now is like a healthy level of paranoia. We want to always be asking ourselves, are we doing the best we can to service our collective members and to grow it to the next level? And I think that's what you and I talk about all the time. But let's talk first about gratefulness. And then second, let's switch gears to what are we doing in 2020 to raise the bar and, and why? So you know, talk yeah. about the collective, <laughs> man. I mean, this is something I'm, we're, we're so f- excited about what we've done last year. It's been, years. It's been such a... Uh, you know, rewarding project to take on myself. Um, I've never owned a gym, so I've never like been in the trenches and dealing with all the things that these gym owners are dealing with. But, you know, I've spent so much time on the phone and you kind of really, and you know this, obviously, you really start to like listen to these patterns of, you know, it's the same hurdles that everyone's trying to get over. And I genuinely believe that we're doing our best to help out, you know, and it's been so nice to now now that I've been kind of, you know, heading this, you know, for most of the year, I've really seen a bunch of people that have, you know, gone through the free trial with me and have onboarded with me. And now like seeing them, you know, six, seven months later, maybe I saw them at the summit and just hearing all the success stories of, you know, how they used our programs to keep 18 members from putting their memberships on hold, or, you know, how they now have, coaches that are so much better than they were than when they got started like that's awesome you know and on that note of gratitude you know i have really conversations with gym owners where there's a lot of hesitation natural hesitation with like handing over the keys to what is such an important part of the service that you're providing you know like everyone's been so accustomed to you know the workouts that i put in like the 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 actual programming that i roll out on the floor right is such a big part of my business. And for them to say, hey, NC Fit, you can take that over is a really big decision. And I think that, you know, that not taking that lightly is what drives our programming team and all our coaches and everyone that actually builds the product. Um, And also that gratitude is what carries over to like, okay, we did all these things well in 2019, but we have to be that much better in 2020. Because, you know, people are really trusting us with a big part of their business. It's, it's, it's not as simple as just workouts. It really isn't. Yeah. And I think this, uh, you know, Gabe hints on a, a couple of good items here that we could touch base on for any business owner or any employee of a company, whatever. What's cool for him is he's been able to take ownership in this particular program and kind of run with it. And I think if you're a coach out there, if you're listening, you don't necessarily own like on paper something, you can still take it under your weekend and take ownership. And when you do, good things happen for everybody. Because not only are you adding value for the business, but you're also get, then getting value for yourself because you're proving to yourself you could take something and grow it. And that's super, super cool. You know, I mean, that must be rewarding for you to see where it was at. And let's just say the collectives hypothetically doubled or tripled. That must be re- rewarding for you to be able to see that. And like, as, an, as a business owner, I'm saying to myself, how can we provide those opportunities to more people? Because I imagine that's just going to keep you fired up to stay on board. 
Yeah. And it's one of those things that it's been one of the most powerful like mindset that I've adopted back from when I was coaching um, at CrossFit Garden City in Long Island was, you know, even then when I was just a part-time coach, like the 1230 class was the class that I coached every weekday. And if you really take ownership and like, this is my class, like these are my people, it really puts a lot of pressure on you to like, if you own that, that's your product. Like there's a lot more pride that goes into it and really pushes you to elevate. And I think that that's a helpful thing. Like you were mentioning, you know, maybe it's not a gym owner listening. Maybe it's just a coach. Like it could just be those 60 minutes from minute zero to minute 60. You own that experience for the members that you're coaching. And I think thinking, thinking of it that way is so powerful to really make you put in the effort that it deserves. Um, you know, when I took over the collective here for NC Fit, like it became something that I owned for all, you know, intents and purposes, because that's what kind of motivated me every day to see how can I turn this into, you know, what it's turned into now, which is super rewarding. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think with the gratitude piece, you know, a way that we try and run our organization and I've, I've tried to instill this since the very first day is that I was so grateful for every member that came through the door. They didn't owe us anything, right? Just like these other business owners that are utilizing our programs. We are just grateful for their business and that they trust us because you know, and we have to renew them every single day. Like if we're not continuously doing a good job, they could leave us and they don't owe us to stay, right? Just because we were good yesterday doesn't mean that we're good today, right? Every day. And I think just, you know, embodying that concept as an owner, especially leading in 2020, something I'm going to lean on is being grateful for every great staff member that we have that allows me to do what I love for a living and be grateful for every member, whether it's collective member, virtual member, in-person member, et cetera. That allows us again to have the funds to pay for these other support that allows me to do what I love for a living. I think if you live that way, you treat every situation with a lot of like, um, you just approach it in a different way. Like when you shake somebody's hand, they could genuinely tell that you care. And, you know, it's not just like a business thing, you know? And I love the fact that, you know, at our commercial gyms, um, you say this all the time, like we're earning their business month in and month out and the collective is the same way. And I think one kind of useful tip that I think applies really well to obviously a lot of gym owners um, is dealing with cancellations. Like the way that I deal with someone that's canceling for the collective is again, the mindset there is like, we're grateful to have had them for one month, six months, maybe a year, right? Like they don't owe us anything in you know, continuing with us. And if they canceled, regardless of what their feedback is, like they're right. And it's my job to make them canceling as positive as an experience as possible by doing things like, you know, if they cancel the first week of the month and they already paid for that whole month, like I let them know everything that they possibly haven't taken advantage of yet. Like check out the Facebook group. You still have the collective corner till the end of the month. You know, we have these documents coming out make sure that you grab them before your membership's over. Like over servicing that last month, even if they're canceling so many times has had people one month, two months later come back because they went to another service and they were like, man, they just like weren't on it. Like we're back. Or just before the month ends, they like reconsider and they're like, all right, NC60 wasn't working out. Like, let's try one of your other programs that I learned about now because you took the time to really educate them on it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a bummer when I hear that some people, you know, cancel and they have to give like 60 day notice and they're like locked in. Right. Like people don't owe you anything, you know, yeah. and if anything, it's like leave them on the most positive experience possible because they might come back. Yeah, that's I mean, that's. 
dude, why do you think at like restaurants when you get there, if you're at a really fine dining, they, they either greet you with some type of like on a bread or whatever it is, like French fry, whatever. And then when you leave, <laughs> right, oftentimes before you're leaving, they bring out some type of like just last little free dessert, something like not a, not a dessert, but like a little I don't know, chocolate or something. And it just leaves you feeling like, wow, that was a nice like kind of bookend. And I think in business, at times we get close-minded to that. So when someone enrolls us, we're thinking, okay, this is the front of the book and we're all about it. During the book, sometimes we do a really good job. Sometimes we start to struggle and then maybe they, they decide to cancel. But that last book page, right? Their last memory of you, we get to determine what that is. And I think that's a really great feedback for anybody, whether you're, you know, a barista, I always use a barista or whatever. When someone leaves your restaurant, when someone leaves your coffee shop, when someone leaves your gym, they should be, hey, I hope you have a great day. And then when they leave cancellation, it should be the same thing because then they're going to go tell all their friends, hey, look, I was a member of NC Fit. It didn't work out for me, but I'm actually looking to go back. Like, instead of being like, oh yeah, screw those guys. I tried to cancel. They tried to kept charging my credit card for the next three months. It's just not worth it. Yeah. If they have a negative experience, all you've done is like made that possibility of them ever coming back or giving you a positive review or a referral, zero, yeah. right? Like you just want to maximize that. Like yeah. I, I never so want right, someone man. to feel locked in to like any service that we provide, right? Yeah. And so, you know, switching gears from gratitude and obviously I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, um, through my life, I've, um, you know, I, I, we've, many things have came into play from business to family. When my daughter got sick with leukemia in 2016, it really shifted my mindset and I started approaching different things throughout the day, whether again, and it carries over into business. People who say that business isn't personal, that's, that's not fair. Like you have a lot of relationships. It is, there is a lot of personal connections here, especially if you're in a service-based business. But one of the things that by her getting sick to help me learn a lot in the hospital is just to be grateful for just the small things. And so, you know, looking at kind of like the day and being stressed over here at the business, but maybe finding something to make me grateful. Like one of the things I'm really leaning on right now is like, dude, like we have a, we have healthy children. Like that's a big, big deal, you know? But sometimes I think people don't see it that way because maybe their life experience haven't lended that. So if you're a business owner and maybe one area is struggling, okay, but there's gotta be some other area that's going well. So I'd lean on that and then while still, you know, working to improve the other. So 2020 is going to be a landmark year, right? We have, we have different, um, things going on for the business, but let's talk specifically about the collective. Cause that's what, you know, we're here for. Um, or that's what this conversation is about. So what type of things are we looking for? You know, the, the throttles on business has grown, you know, 80%, whatever it is, we could easily just chill. What could people expect if they're not a part of the collective, if they're a gym owner out there and they're not a part of the collective, what can they expect coming from us in the future? Yeah. So, you know, and I, wish that MDV was here for this uh, conversation since he's kind of the architect behind all this. So mm. have to give him a shout out, but he's uh, recently engaged oh, in, yeah. in New York. So congrats to MDV. Um, so where he took and the programming t team, you know, really spent a lot of time um, going over 2019 and all the feedback that we got from our collective members and just kind of things that they've noticed and really come up with a very robust plan for 2020, where we're now going into this year with a really good idea of when we're testing cer certain benchmarks, what we're focusing on, you know, every two months, how it's building on each other, and really laying that framework out for all our programs, NC60, 4530, and Compete going into the year. 
And yes, you know, we'll release the workouts one week at a time and we'll continue doing that because we feed off the real-time feedback in our commercial gyms here. Um, But we're going into this year with a really, really good foundation of this is what the year is going to look like. And it just allows the programming team to be that much more dialed in on what we're doing, even though 2019 was, there were still a ton of work that went into that and a really good framework there we're building off of that. And yeah. I think it's it's really exciting to have that first year where literally January 1st, we already have this blueprint um, for everything that they're going to do on all the different programs. And I think that's one example of what we're doing, but I think it's all about being proactive in your approach. And I think leading into the year, every single year I tell myself, let's be more proactive, more proactive. And I think after 12 years now, we're actually getting more proactive. Are we still reactive sometimes myself? Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think as a, as a business owner out there, one thing that's helped us is just scheduling things effectively. And it's amazing how much joy that gives me when, you know, we would put on an event, let's just say, and we would let people know like two weeks in advance and it would kind of like, it'd be good, but it can be like, okay. Right. But if we actually structure it out ahead of time, and give it the right focus and let people know about it effectively. When it comes, it just feels that much better. And um, so that's something I think we're leaning on for this year is planning it out effectively like what you're talking about. We're looking at doing another NC Fit Summit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Still sending out gear. Still have the private Facebook group. Still have our collective corner with all of our business stocks. We're coming out with the new... Um, you know, all of our different videos and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. The movement library is going to be part of like a completely revamped collective corner website. You know, that's, um, a resource that originally was just for people to go download the PDFs of their workouts. So they have easy access to copy paste, but now it's going to be like a one-stop shop for, you know, business documents, the movement library, um, the benchmarks that we spoke about. You can even go back and look at all of 2019, the monthly programming focuses and just, you know, reference stuff that was from the past. So we're constantly trying to make that as robust of a tool as possible because we want to be a lot more than just workouts and session plans. Yeah. And I mean, and that's a great business, um, great business point to make is that we understand that programming has became more commoditized. A lot of people offer it. So how are we going to differentiate ourselves? So yes, we put out great programming that's used in all of our gyms, blah, 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 blah. You know, we do daily videos. We do a bunch of stuff that other people don't do, but we also have these additional layers to try and make our programs more sticky and just another level above. And I think that's every owner should be asking themselves that, Hey, we're a gym. Well, what could we be doing that makes us a gym plus, 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 plus. Right. And, um, so anyways, where I wanted to go with that is with the collective, you and I were talking about retention. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really cool talking point. So we try and strive for 3% or less right now. What is it? 3.2.9. Uh, last month was like 2.9. 2.9. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to shoot to get down into the low twos or two. Mm-hmm. What type of things are we doing? So this is a really, really cool point. And this relates to anybody with a digital business or with a regular business like we yeah. have. What did you recognize was the was the issue and then how are we solving it? I think it was like, and this being a specific hurdle um, in a digital business is having like personal touch points where people really felt like they were interacting with the team and the private Facebook group has been huge for that. And obviously there's a lot of this that carries over for the gym. And you talk about this all the time. You know, it's all about how many touch points does a member have when they walk in with a coach, with a front desk staff, you know, it's, it's having that person to person contact that's going to make you unique. We did that for the collective through our private Facebook group. And 
MDV, who's in charge of all the programming, is super active in there. You jump in there and answer business questions. You know, I'm always there to support just, you know, troubleshooting questions and just make people feel heard. And that's turned that group into somewhere where now people are helping each other. I mentioned this more in the beginning of the episode, but people are really in there because there's always useful content in there to for them to feel engaged and really feel like they have a personal touch to the collective, the entire team. Um, and so that it's more than just, you know, the service that we're offering. It's really a group of people that you can lean on. Um, yeah. So that's been huge um, for retention. And then we're also, um, you know, education is a big thing, you know, is what is the service that you're actually signing up for? And, you know, constantly trying to relate that to parallels with a lot of gym owners. It's, you know, do people know that you're also offering personal training or that you have these other classes? You know, we're now going to have a really robust onboarding, you know, email campaign that'll go out to new members. Because one thing that we found out was there were some members that signed up for the collective that didn't even know that we had a Facebook group, didn't know that we had the collective corner, didn't know that five programs are included you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy because we're putting all this work for this really robust service. But if you don't educate people enough on what they're paying for, they're going to feel like they're paying for this one tiny thing. And they're much more susceptible to canceling because they don't know the value that they're getting. You know, education is so key. And that's, it's been kind of that two pronged attack of educating people on what they're really getting and everything that's included and also keeping engagement super high and making it, you know, feel human who it is that they're um, working with as opposed to just this like NC collective thing that gives me workouts once a week. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I'm super, dude, we've been, we've been uh, as a company, I'm sure those of you listening who hire regularly, you make good hires, you make great hires, you make not as great hires, right? But when you come across someone like a Gabe who just comes in, you know, takes the bull by horns and gets after it, we are obviously very appreciative. And I think that, you know, part of that is building up your business to create opportunities for people. And so if you have a single site location with three coaches, you know, what could you do to, to find ways to create opportunities for your people? And I, I think naturally people want opportunity and naturally people want to be great at whatever they're doing. We just need to help foster that and help create opportunities for them. And that could be personal training. It could be nutrition coaching. It could be a variety of things. If you could place it underneath the umbrella of your business, now you're creating more opportunities for people. And I think that's great. So, you know, I think the, the collective is rocking and rolling. If you haven't talked to Gabe Yanez and you want to <laughs> email collective at nc.fit and Gabe or Laura will get back to you ASAP and yes. they can go ahead and check out the collective and see what everybody's doing. You know, I think it's something that's really special in our industry right now. I think there's a way to not feel like you're on an island, be a part of our group. Let's talk business. Let's talk strategy. Let's talk coaching. And let's provide you the tools along the journey to get where you want to be. Yeah. And I think one thing that you also mentioned um, a couple episodes ago that I really, really liked is we also want to hear from people that for whatever reason are like, hey, I would never outsource my program. Yeah. Like I, I really want to just have conversations with people about, you know, what it is that you're doing for your programming. And, and you mention this all the time, like we'll only grow through collaboration. Yep. And we always just want to have a dialogue. Um, and I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, like we might not be the best fit for every single gym. Right. We think we're the best fit for most, but you know, like let's have a conversation. And if someone's doing some really cool stuff out there from like a programming coaching development standpoint, reach out. Yeah. Cause we want to hear about it. Yeah. And we'd, we'd probably, we're not going to rob and steal it. But we're going to have a conversation <laughs> about it and see what we could do. Um, well, Gabe, 
It's the end of 2019. It's been an incredible year. We just want to express our gratitude to all the collective gym owners that listen to this podcast. I know a lot of you guys do. We truly, 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 from the bottom of our heart, really appreciate it. And if you're not a part of the collective, you just listen and you love the content we're putting out, all good there too. We truly appreciate you taking the time to even listen in because we're on a constant battle to raise the bar. We're keeping the throttle down. I hope you guys are as well. And um, any last words, Gabe? No, can't thank you guys enough. It's it's made for a really fun year of like enjoying my job thoroughly. Hey, so it's been fun. Gabe's favorite thing to say. Say say like when you get all fired up. <laughs> say, hey, we're going to end it on this. Say what you say when you get all fired Let's up. Let's go. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a great day.